hello, 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 man. We have exciting weeks every week. It seems like it just comes around faster and faster every week for our episodes, but we are here. Episode 13, and it's going to be fun. It's always going to be fun. And let me bring in my two lit crew. We have my snookabooka, which is me, Madre, my sister, my protector, Nicole Young, and my VP, who is also my manager, Paul Garino. What's up, fam? Hey. What's up? Oh, nothing, you know, just doing a show with you all. And it's been exciting because a lot of welcome to the new people that are watching the show. A lot of people are watching the show that are new now because they didn't really know about the show until I well, until I retired and announced it here on remotely. And it's exciting that I have somewhere to announce things. And if people have been asking this question a lot, so I thought I would answer it in the open. How does retirement feel? And for me, it feels a lot more busy than it was when I was playing sports, but I'm really enjoying it. I've been doing a lot of different things, a lot of irons in the fire. And so I'm excited to be here and I'm just excited for things that are going on. So we're going to get it rolling and hop right into it. And we're going to start out with scoreboard VP. What do you have for us this week in business, sports, everything? What do you got for us? All right. First thing, uh, pretty dope. Austin FC, a uh, new MLS team. I think this is the 2021 season supposed to be their first season. Uh, their team they teamed up with uh, to help the relief fund in Texas for all the people affected in this winter storm and they're out of power and all that. Oh, that's awesome! So, man, our hearts go out to Texas. Shouts to Mike Evans, he was actually supposed to be the guest this week, but you know, got hit hard by Texas. So, our hearts and thoughts are out with Texas. Man, like, do y'all know? Have y'all have y'all been seeing what's been going on in Texas? Oh, I have friends in Texas. And so I have been on social media and the amazement of what they're saying, their, their power would come on for 15 minutes, go off for 15 minutes. It would go off for hours. Then they come back on and then their pipes are freezing because the regulations down there for how deep your pipes have to be in the ground or however that's supposed to work. They're too hot. They're too close to the surface. So they're freezing. So they have no water. They have, it's, it's, it's insane. I'm like, I don't understand how you, they should have some type of backup system. I'm like, I don't understand this is crazy. that. This is crazy. Snook, what you, what you been seeing? Well, I've been seeing that. And the crazy thing I think that I've heard is that, you know, with the water issues or whatever, they're telling them that they need to boil the water, but they have no electricity. And the <sighs> other part yeah. uh, crazy is that it, it's so desperate down there. And it's so sad that uh, because of, you know, no heat and being such a long duration that people are actually chopping up their furniture and burning it so that they have heat in their house. What? And yeah. It's crazy is that I saw some pictures on the news where uh, the pipes had burst in a house and that, you know, how you have icicles on the outside of a house. Mm -hmm. The icicles were actually on the inside of the house where the water- I saw burned. that. And that is just, you know, it's like, you know, it seems these days that the things that are happening in our country are like things that would happen overseas in a third world country or, you know, not, you know, it's, it's very hard to fathom some of the things that are happening, but my prayers go out to all of the country who's suffering. I mean, uh, we've had relatives who've been without electricity as yeah. well. Yeah. Your cousin Candace has been without electricity. She's had to move back home with her mother because of no electricity. My internet has been out, was out for almost two days. And so it's, it's happening all over. And it's hard for people to send assistance from one area 
to another, which usually happens because everybody is, you know, is having issues. So that makes it really tough. That's crazy. Not to mention, you think about it, there's some people who don't even own a coat in Texas. Oh, I saw that. They said had a layer they were wearing like two yeah. sweatshirts yeah. like they don't just, they don't even own a, never owned a coat some people who've never like been out of coal into cold weather don't even own a coat a jacket that's always 90 plus down there so that's crazy you can't stay warm oh. that way <laughs> oh wait a minute i just thought about something bp we have to have something on the scoreboard let me see what your second one is because i know that we need to have something on the scoreboard for this week so what's your second one? Is it about you? My second one is kind of a, I mean, what I'm thinking, I'll just say it. Hello, we won our first game with the FCF, the Boost. We beat them boys. We are one and oh. It was me, Marshawn Lynch, Miro. We were in the building. We were turned up. We went against Johnny Manziel's team, Johnny Football. Everybody told us we didn't stand a chance. They killed it in the drafts. And then we went out there and we won. So we are one and oh in our season. And we had another killer draft. I'm just saying, like, I feel good about being an owner. This is a different type of excitement when your team does good, when you have invested in it. I feel good. That's what we're going to have on the score, but I just thought about that. Sorry, I'm feeling good. Yeah, and, and didn't your quarterback win player? Um, yeah. Oh, come on, stuck a book flowers. Flowers. Give her some flowers. Give her some roses. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my guy's name, Shelsta Quentin Flowers. Here's some flowers. Player of the week this week. Feeling good. Feeling great. Also, he'll be on the team the rest of the year. Franchise tagged him. Franchise tagged that boy because we needed to, we needed to keep him on the squad. So Shelsta Quentin Flowers, um, man, he played great. He looked great. We were killing it. And so, yeah, follow Team Beast. We doing some things around here. Do I have any other props that I want to throw around? Follow Team Beast. We're killing it. I'm excited. And, oh, by the way, the FCF went to the number one downloadable app like overnight so a lot happened in the and now we're already into week two but I'm just talking about week one because this was a whole new league never been done before proof of concept this is a proof of concept league and man I mean on sports center we had all the biggest names talking about the FCF um it was on it was the downloadable app that's what's crazy it beat out ESPN yes yes (laughs) Am I missing anything else? Doing big things. Doing big things. That's right. That's right. I'm so excited. Like I'm really excited. I think think it's I think it's underrated how well the app works too, because you know how hard apps are to make. Yes. And that's something that VP told me about right away. Like when we downloaded the app in the beginning, he's like, yo, the app is nice. He's like, it is good. The app looks good. Like, and I was like, (laughs) yes. And then the social media, 70,000 followers overnight, by the way, too. Uh when it started, it was 20,000 followers. And then the next morning when we woke up, the FCF had 90,000 and growing. So I'm now excited. It's, it's what? 130. Let's go. So I'm telling you, it's going really well. And so I'm really excited about that. So you guys follow the FCF online on all social media platforms. Get in the game. Oh, one more thing. So we opened up our team for individual investors like you could have invested in the beast and been an owner along with me it's a new concept that i think a lot of sports leagues are going to do 
And let me just tell you what happened. We sold out. So the beast, you can no longer buy into the beast. We have reached our maximum capacity. We are the first team to do it. And I mean, we're, I don't even know if any of the other teams are going to catch up, but we're sold out. We're full. Everybody understood the value of the beast and the FCF. So thank you to all the other co-owners out there that decided to buy in. This is, I mean, this is really a real league. I want people to realize that it's really happening. Okay, so that was my scoreboard. I'm sorry to interrupt, Paulino. <laughs> so I'm back now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I know you wanted to mention JJ Watt and uh, him using his platform when he got released by the Texans. And your boy Jim from Influencer shouted you out with Trevor Bauer, who we mentioned last week. So that's why it was a full circle and it was dope. See, yeah. So the full circle that we're talking about is I had recently retired right here on remotely Renee and then um JJ Watt is yes. JJ Watt and then JJ Watt um he had requested a trade basically want to release from the team and he said you know what I wanted to tell Houston myself and he did it through his social media and there's just a whole new wave of athlete influencers where you just use your own platform to break your own news and I think it's really dope what do y'all feel about that Cole Snook what y'all feeling well I, I think it's um I liken it to the rappers when they let their when they let their companies go who were uh, handling their music okay. and 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 then when they they became billionaires millionaires and all of that money when they went out on their own and started doing it so that's what I liken it to. I like that Snooker Book of the music industry is known for taking most of the artist's money and the artist does most of the work. Yeah, what are you thinking, Cole? I, I said, I like it because it's your story to tell. It's yours to tell. Ain't nobody else's to tell. I mean, no one else can tell it better than you. So. Everybody has a story. Everybody, tell it yourself. It sounds better coming from you than it comes from like a, just some person who's just reading it. It has no emotion. They're like, and today, you know, but this one, you're actually letting people know they, they're connecting with you. So it was yours to tell. I like I it. it. I love it. VP, what I know VP is all the way for Paul. And listen, shouts to my VP because I get nervous when there's like too much, too much stuff flowing around and I get nervous like, oh no, this was just announced and this was just announced and he gave me a good yelling at yesterday. And he said, and let me just quote it because I'm probably going to post it because I need to remember this. But he said, Renee, you are not going to feel bad about doing boss stuff. Like that's, that's right. what he that's what you had to talk to me real good because I get nervous I know that people get like annoyed if there's too much of you in the in the news and in the different stuff so I start to get worried like oh no people don't really want to see this but yeah my VP got me all the way together the other day and so yeah. I'm excited man I'm excited about VP tell the back who couldn't hear you Tell her, don't feel bad. Tell them, say it again so people back can hear you. Well, this is, you I guess this is a PG show, so I can't, it didn't really say what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I skipped, I skipped around. The, <laughs> I edited it for TV, okay? Yeah. Speak the truth, Paul. Speak the truth. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so I get a little nervous about stuff like that because I just know that people don't want to, like, you know, sometimes they say misery loves company, so I don't ever like to have too many announcements at once, but I'm going to get better with that and just be excited about the ride. What else we got, VP? All right, this is the one that I was most excited about because it's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, so Fernando Tatis Jr., I sent it to you last oh, night, yeah. and uh, he signed the, the longest contract ever in MLB history 
but now more thing of course you know when something happens more stuff comes comes out right of course so, okay so there's an investment group that invested in about um 100 plus minor league baseball players and gave them advances like uh like 100 or no 300,000 to 500,000 dollars so now they get like a percentage of his contract in the future um which is now um so i want to know what your guys take because i got both wait 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 i need a little bit more i don't i don't know if i fully understand okay, so there's so, so because okay minor league baseball players don't make anything they make like 1200 dollars a month right right eight months so they make like whatever nine thousand dollars or say ten thousand dollars but you can't live off that obviously right right so these guys are coming in with advances like 300 to five hundred thousand, but they're signing the deal where they get a percentage of their future contract if they make the major leagues no i see but but it's not but it's not a bad deal it is but it could be but it isn't because it's like you know how hard it is to make it out of the the minor leagues and that's life-changing money i see now so this is what the music industry i'm glad snook brought up the music industry i mean it's essentially what they do they give you an advance on like whatever for living for everything but obviously they they the music industry owns you but this company gets a piece of your big contract so basically what you're saying is he signed a 340 million dollar contract and so the company gets a little piece of that right is that what you're saying yeah a lot of the people that make it there's a lot of people that don't so say if they if like 20 made it and 80 didn't make it yeah, but see, for, for me, I, I'm always going to think for myself. And so if the athlete is betting on themselves, I would just assume I'm going to make it. And I don't actually think it's a oh, bad deal. Hold on, hold on. But the other X factor is he's not from America. He's from Dominican Republic, like poor. Like, so it's not the same as yeah. the U.S. player. That's interesting. Let me ask, I have a question. So basically they're giving you the, the advance money if you make it to the league. So what no, happens? No, 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 no. They're giving you the money. So he's in the minor leagues. They're giving him the money. So he's making only like 1200 a month at the time. So they basically paid his salary to give him a salary boost yeah. while he was in the minor leagues. So he could actually live. So that he could actually live and survive. And then if you do make it to the big leagues, the MLB, then they will get a, per, a portion. Obviously, they'll get all their money back. That's probably what the contract is to do, to get them their advance back and probably right. then some, right? Yeah. So what happens if they don't? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why like, I'm playing devil's advocate on both yeah. sides. Yeah, I mean it's good on one side, but nothing's guaranteed. But what happens if it's like you know, a you're this prospect and then you've taken all this money? So then what happens? Like, what happens? Yeah. Then? And you know, in 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 today's uh, times, uh, I know the minor league here folded in Charleston, so you know it's becoming um, less less opportunities for you to even yeah. get on a minor league team because of you know COVID and you know, uh, no fans and all of that. So that makes it even tougher, you know, for those minor league players. Listen, Drake had a song that he said, I want my advance in advance, amen. So if I was one of them, now that I think about it, I mean, if you're one of those players, like I said, it's just if you're betting on yourself or not, but I don't really see, you don't have to pay that money back, do you, if you don't make it? Yeah, I I don't think so. It's just, that's- that's Oh yeah, run my money, run my money. They just asked for your first child. (laughs) <laughs> all right real and realistic all right and realistically he's getting realistically he's getting 340 million so like i don't think he's gonna care that much about 
it's not that. I mean, I mean even if they know. took five million at the at the end yeah, of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, that that makes sense to me. I, I'm just worried, like some happy throw his shoulder out. He never playing again. Oh, oh no! But that's like, the best thing about baseball is their guaranteed contract. So he's getting three hundred forty million. Wow! He can get, get injured tomorrow and never play a game again, and he'll get all that money. I told you, I'm about to tell Vance to put down a football. Pick up yeah. a yeah. Oh, you better up. Listen, you better tell Vance to put down a football because I don't know if you guys saw and and Vincent Jackson that passed away, the football player that passed away at 38. And we covered on TMZ that, you know, he was living in a homesteads in suites. This is a player that had made $70 million throughout his career. His family was reaching out. His family reached out to the police to have them do a health and wellness check. The police went to him, checked him out, told his parents, yeah, everything looks good. And he passed away five days later. So then they had to do the, they haven't gotten the autopsy results back, but what they have gotten back so far from the, the, the reports is that he had chronic alcoholism and they said that CTE definitely played a big role in this. And so just hearing, I mean, it's happening at such a high rate. This has to be tough for the NFL because look, he had played 12 years in the NFL, highly decorated career. I played 11 years in the WNBA. So it's scary to think that like I would have had to choose between my job, my passion, my love, and then, well, my health. Like, you know, like he played 12 years, one year longer than I played in the pros and it messed him up for life. He passed away at 38. So, I mean, that's just, it's just really crazy to think about if you're an NFL player or a young player coming up, like, is this the route you want to take? Right. I mean- yeah, that's that's really what I like. That's the route. It's like you if you get a, a concussion before high school. That's it. It's like, why would you even want your kids to continue on? Because now you're concussion prone. Once you get one, they oh. say you're prone to get them. You're prone to get them. So it's like, I just don't even know. Like, I'm happy he's little. It's cute. They really don't get hurt. They bounce off each yeah. other. They keep it moving. But you get to a certain age when I start seeing my older kids play, they're like, superheroes running full speed and they're not yeah. slowing down it is terrifying so i might make him put down the football pick up baseball uh, you think i mean it's starting to i mean we're starting to like and now that we have all this technology and all this these tests being done they're starting to just see the percentages of football players that have it as opposed to the ones that don't and the chances are you're gonna have it so yeah i'm gonna tell you right now tell my nephew to put that football down it's just <laughs> i mean it's just i mean there's it's just so <laughs> In all sports, there's dangers in basketball. In all sports, I mean, you know, I've no, but this is different. This is different. Tearing your Achilles, tearing your ACL, throwing out your shoulder if it's baseball. That's things that you can live to a long life and have a long life. And yeah, like, okay, my Achilles still hurts right now, but that's different than if I have CTE and it's affecting my brain and my decision making. Like, well, you're blessed. You're blessed because you've had some head injuries now. So I've had some head injuries, but that's what we said. That's what we're saying. As many head injuries as I've had, and I've had a lot of stitches in my head is what my stick is referring to. I've gotten banged up. It's nothing. It's not even anything compared to what the NFL players have happened to them and i mean it's 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 scary because now we're starting to see the percentages and it's more likely than not that you're going to have cte than if you're not it's looking like to me so i mean that's soccer, that's crazy soccer and football soccer and football soccer and baseball you mean no i'm saying they say soccer has a high percentage of um of concussions too yeah. for real yeah all that run around kicking and people getting kicked in the head and head button and all that oh stuff God. yeah it's they say that one's another one too that has 
like if you're talking about in in regards to how many people get concussions, they get a lot of concussions too. That's crazy. That is crazy. But we are going to move right on. I mean, that was a good one. I like the scoreboard today, VP. And now we're going to move on to remotely one-on-one where I just sit down and have a little chat with some of my friends, people in the stratosphere. And this time we have an activist. And when I say we have an activist, we don't just have any activists. We have Brittany Packnett Cunningham. And what Brittany has done is she's she's been the co-founder of Campaign Zero, but she was also a member of Barack Obama's 21st Century Policing Task Force. She was previously the executive director for Teach for, Teach for America in St. Louis, Missouri. This young lady, I'm telling you, I felt like she was preaching to me, boy. So go ahead, catch a blessing. You're welcome. All right, so listen. Brittany, I don't even know if I need to give you an intro, but I watch you all the time on MSNBC where you are a contributor. Um, I I just love your passion that you talk with. And so I want everyone to know kind of how we got here, basically. And I want to start at the beginning because I know you were born in St. Louis and you're a pastor's daughter, right? I am. I am. You have done your research. that's like? <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, It's so fantastic to talk to you. I'm a big fan and I really appreciate how you are using your platform to have really broad conversations that our folks need to get into. So it's an honor to be here. Um, You know, growing up in St. Louis, St. Louis is, uh, you know, a mid-sized city with a small town feel, which means everybody knows your business. (laughs) And if you are a PK, everybody for real knows your business. And then my mom is also a native of St. Louis. So she is also a minister. She became one later in life. Um, But she was part of a a fairly well-known family and kind of black church circles, the Deloches. And so like times three, everybody knew my business. St. Louis, pastor's kid, Gwendolyn Deloches kid, everybody knows your business. But what that means is that people are looking out for you. And to this day, when I go home, when we're able to do that, or when I'm talking to folks from home or, you know, reaching out to people, they always say, I'm praying for you. And that means so much more than any, you know, influencer box or, you know, celebrity that might know your name. Like when the people that know you and love you from before anybody ever knew your name outside of St. Louis, take the time to call out your name to God, to our creator, to to think about how you're doing and how they can support you and how they can keep you protected. That means the world to me. So I'm grateful for the ways that St. Louis raised me. And I'm grateful for two parents who raised myself and my brother Barrington to be really committed to justice for the long haul. Like that was, that is the family's business period. So um, I really didn't have a choice to be anything but this, if we're honest. I love that. Okay. So you were, you're surrounded by a power of prayer and a circle of prayer. I have the same thing with my family. So I I agree that I think that that's why I am where I am, but you say you didn't really have a choice. So did young Brittany know that she was going to get a bachelor's in African-American studies? Like, did you just know that that was going to be your path um, at Washington university? Like what was young Brittany thinking? It's so funny because in some ways I think I did. So my dad was an adjunct professor at what ended up the place that ended up being my alma mater, Washington University. My mom also got her uh, master's in social work from that school. So WashU was always kind of in the family orbit. My dad also taught in the African-American studies department because he taught 
courses on uh, Black liberation theology and the history of the Black church, not just as a religious institution, but an institution of social change. And so this was literally the curriculum that I was around all the time. And because both of my parents were working parents, you know, you get picked up from school, you might end up in class with dad, you might end up in Bible study <laughs> with mom, you might end up at, you know, your own activities. So we were always busy. And because I was always with my parents, wherever they were doing their work, it started to feel like the work I wanted to do too. So, you know, I started doing what was called diversity work back in the day, um, but really was just justice work at my majority white private high school, uh, really actually in, in middle school there. Um, uh, in the years earlier, I had been, you know, out of protest with my parents and um, I remember not seeing black Santas in the mall one year and my dad was like, what do you want to do about it? So we set up the protest. He made the contacts, like my, we, my yes, black Santa. His church members held signs. The news came out and we got our black Santas. So I, I think I learned at a pretty, pretty early age that you can witness the injustice that is relevant to your life. And Santa Claus was very relevant to my life at that point. Yeah. Um, and and uh, that you can actually, in an organized and disciplined and informed communal fashion, create change that may feel silly to some people, but that is actually substantive for a Black child walking around in this mall, making sure that the place where we're spending our money and the city that I'm growing up in looks like me everywhere I turn. Um, so yeah, this was young Brittany was honestly always thinking about this. I was watching Eyes on the Prize. Was about that action. I like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this, like this is what we've always been doing. You guys should really 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 i highly recommend i say it every week but every week i have some pretty lit guests i mean last week was ray allen this week we have Brittany packnick cunningham like come on so on thursday the full episode will be released it's going to be episode 13.5 check it out um and so now we're going to move on to remote roots and that's where my snookabooka gives us a little something something last week we learned about wait which one was last week oh it was a love story and then we've learned about west virginia state university how did it become a thing keep up you guys we're learning over here snookabooka what do you have this week for remote roots okay well as i said last week since we're going into the national uh, women's month in march i'd like to start out with the ending ending Black History Month with a woman going into the next uh, the next national um, celebration month, and so I'm, I've chosen Catherine uh, Johnson, and uh, she's the lady who Hidden Figures was written. The movie. Was oh about. yeah, Taraji. And, that was Taraji, right? Yes. Yep. It is. Yes. It was. Okay. And so she was born in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, in 1918, and. Uh, and again, I can tie her to my favorite alma mater, West Virginia State College, because uh, when she was young, she was really kind of a math quiz already. And so at 13, they sent her to high school on the campus of West Virginia State College, which then had a high school also associated with it. Well, she whizzed on through there and uh, through high school. And at 18, she was accepted to West Virginia State College where she went on to graduate with the highest honors, I think in 1937 okay. uh, in math, math. And while she was there, uh, one of her mentors was math professor, 
W.W. Shilin Clayer, who was actually the third African-American to, to receive a PhD in mathematics. So at any rate, while she was at Washington State College, she joined a sorority, the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority also. Okay, so she, that's and, the AKA. She was a proud AKA as well. Shouts to my sister, yeah. Shay. Shouts to Candace, my cousin. We got a lot of AKAs in the family. Um, so when West Virginia decided to integrate their graduate schools, uh, John W. Davis, who was then president of West Virginia State College, decided to send three of the students from there to West Virginia University for their graduate program. And Katherine Johnson was the one female. He also sent two black males. So she... Mm -hmm. She completed one semester there, but then she decided to leave and uh, go ahead and start her family. So she married James Goble, who was her first, first husband. So after that, she returned to teaching in Virginia. So while she was teaching in Virginia, she heard that uh, there was going to be a new program that was, they were hiring with, uh, uh, with minorities. And the lady who was over it, her name was Dorothy Vaughn, and she was also a West Virginian. So her and her husband decided to move to Newport News, Virginia to uh, let her be a part of this new program. So she, uh, they moved and she was hired. And in two weeks, they moved her on to the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which would eventually become NASA. 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 So in uh, the 1957 launch of the Sputnik in Russia put us kind of in a race for space with the Russians. And so everyone was trying to, you know, get to outer space, get out, you know, get there. And so uh, NASA had a program where, uh, let me see, the first uh, astronaut uh, that, well, she worked with several astronauts, but the one who actually made her famous was John Glenn. And that's what the Hidden Figures movie is based on. Okay. So he actually... You know, they used a little dram dramatic, you know, you know, uh, freedom to, you know, do the movie. But in actuality, what he wanted from her, he called her, he wanted the girl in math, who was good in mathematics to check the computer's programs uh, and statistics. So basically she was going to check to make sure the computer was doing the math right. Make sure the computer was That's right. crazy. And so she worked for NASA for a number of years. She retired from NASA in 1986. Again, she went there in 1953 and uh, 33 years at Langley. So I wanna read this because uh, she said, I love going to work every single day. In 2015, at the age of 97, she added another extraordinary uh, uh, achievement to her long list. President. Barack Obama gave her the Congress Presidential Medal of Honor, America's okay. highest civilian honor. So she died almost one year ago, February 24th, 2020, at the age of 101 years old. And the administrator for NASA, the current administrator for NASA said, uh, James Bridenstine said, our NASA family is sad to learn the news that Katherine Johnson passed away this morning at 101 years old. She was an American hero and her pioneering legacy will never be forgotten. Again, another famous West Virginian. Y'all better get into it, okay? Get into it. There are, first there are black people in West Virginia. Yes, you're finding that out now. There's a lot of us sitting right here on this chat, but also there are some famous West Virginians. Get into it. Have you seen, have, has everybody seen the movie, Paul? Have you seen the movie? What movie? Hidden figures. <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, Lord. 
You gotta okay. get, we gotta get my VP on it. Cole, you seen it. Oh, about five times. About <laughs> five, 50, 11 <laughs> times. Okay, mm -hmm. let me just add too. I was going to at one point highlight some of the uh, West Virginians, like we know everyone knows football, Randy Moss. Yeah. Know, Steve Harvey is a West Virginian. Yep. Uh, the guy, uh, Steve there's Harvey. A yeah, Steve, yeah, Steve Harvey's West Virginian. Yeah. 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 Randy, Randy Moss might be coming on. He, did, he just didn't understand on Twitter. Yeah, I know. We have to we have to get Randy is a friend of the show. First of all, Randy is a friend. So Randy is definitely a friend of the show. We got to get Randy. I think, I think so many people were tweeting him. He didn't know what was happening. He didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And I need to reach out to him through the proper channels. But who else? Snookabuckle? Who Alexis? Shouts to Alexis Hornbuckle. Um, who else? Uh, Lisa Lee. Who else? These are all women's basketball players that we want to play professionally. So um, the who? gentleman who was the cook on the uh, I'm having a mental break here um, the guy who was the uh, the cook on the show uh, A Different World oh, I wouldn't know that yeah 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 I forgot his name I forgot his name too but yeah. shouts to the guy that was the cook on A Different World I don't know his name but y'all know what we're yeah, talking about but talking about. Yeah. shouts to West Virginia I like it I like it West Virginia is doing big things and you want to know what there's other people doing big things out there. We have a segment called Hero IRL for heroes in real life. That's what IRL stands for. And this week we have an awesome guy. His name is Isaac Rochelle and he's a linebacker for the Los Angeles Chargers. He received the NFL PA Community MVP award this season. I mean, man, his heroic efforts during the pandemic, he was out there. And when a lot of people didn't wanna leave their house, he was leaving his house. He was doing it, different things. He has his own organization that chooses charities to support. He creates clothing lines for him. Oh, he gives out checks on TikTok. This guy is popping. Check it out. So my name is Isaac Rochelle. I am a defensive end for the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going on my, well, not going on. I'm about to finish my fourth year. Um, it's been an unreal experience. Local Human is a company that started, like you're saying, or like you said, and you know, in the middle of the pandemic. So the pandemic hit and I'm sitting around wasting a lot of time. And uh, a guy that lives in my apartment complex, he has a dog and I have a dog. So we're at the dog park chatting. And uh, we were like, man, we should be doing more to give back. I mean, it, so many people, especially the elderly population, were getting attacked by COVID. So we basically started a company and started selling t-shirts to raise money for the elderly population. I mean, that's how it started. And then what that's turned into is you know over fifty thousand dollars donated we've done some crazy you know giving events where we fed you know as an example thanksgiving we fed 450 families full thanksgiving meals for the whole family you know we've donated thousands of t-shirts because we're a one-for-one -one company so we're also donating t-shirts to foster centers we're just doing cool stuff so it's been really cool especially because it just started as you know in the most organic way that you can possibly start something. I, I like to call myself Mr. Giveaway, which is kind of a joke, but uh, you know, I, I think, there, so there's two sides of giving. There's a side that is, let's have a really organized, like let's have a Thanksgiving drive-through, which is super important. But then what I like, to, I mean, there's the other side, which is what I like to call like, kind of like the David Dobrik method, which is like, man, let's just make people's day by giving them some change, like give them a hundred dollars that makes someone's day. So I've just kind of tried to attack both approaches, but it's super fun. I mean, who doesn't like getting on TikTok saying I'm about to give away money? Like, that's just fun. 
people really get into it. I mean, people eat up the like Mr. Giveaway thing. I think, uh, I think for me, it's like, it is crazy. Like when I think about giving somebody a hundred dollars, I don't think it's a massive deal. I think it's like a, a clutch blessing, like, oh, bet a hundred dollars, but I don't see it as like life changing. For some people, I mean, a hundred dollars could be make or break, right? Like that could be the last hundred dollars they need to pay rent and that could be it. So I think that's what be, what's been most interesting for me is just seeing people's comments and their stories and, and just thinking about how much you know, $100 can impact somebody. I feel like I still haven't figured out my new normal. I mean, especially in the NFL, I mean, it's changing every day. It's changing every day. I mean, they're trying to find what is the safest, best solution to continue playing in a pandemic. And there's no right answer, right? So it's just changing all the time. So new normal for me is, you know, getting used to Zoom, and being open-minded that's really it you know just being open-minded to whatever change is going to get thrown at us uh, and then like i said zoom zoom meetings for days for me because i'm from georgia everything has been long distance i don't get to see my family that much anyway so it's kind of just like continuing what i've already done which is a lot of facetimes um, we did zoom for thanksgiving we did a little family zoom um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I actually feel like I've had more time and to just connect with people since the pandemic hit. I mean, I'm not doing anything else except sitting at the crib. So I might as well call some people. So it's actually kind of been like a, a, a cool opportunity for me to connect with family. I am Isaac Rochelle and I'm rocking with Remotely Renee. Okay, so I think I actually said linebacker earlier. I meant defensive end. The point is he's an MVP in the community doing amazing things. Shouts to Isaac Ro Rochelle. Let me just give him a couple of flowers. Killing it. And then that brings us to a segment we like to call Remote Show and Tell, where we show you something and tell you why we like it. Let me go get it, though. It's right here. It's under here. So for Super speaking of the NFLPA, Shouts to the NFLPA for the care package that they sent me during Super Bowl. They sent me, oh, you guys aren't going to be able to see it because the ring light is so bright. Let me do it like this. But I don't know if anybody has seen the movie, what is it called? Songbird. So if you've seen the movie Songbird, you'll see that it's basically a movie about what if the pandemic never ends and the lockdown never ends. It's pretty terrifying. Shouts to, I think it's on Netflix. Netflix is always doing this to us, but basically Songbird went viral because they were so fast in making a movie and the movie is about basically the government keeping on saying that, all right, the pandemic's gonna end, just stay in your houses, stay with it. And it's five years later and they're still in their houses and they're still staying with it. And so Songbird, it's really good actually, watch the movie. But one of the things that they have in Songbird, this is why I'm showing this is because it's blowing my mind. In Songbird, there was this little door that somebody from the outside can put stuff into the door. It sanitizes it when you put it in there and then you take it inside of your house. So they basically had to make these little portal things that so that you don't get, can, you don't catch anything. and. When I opened up my care package from the NFLPA, 
I got a little bit scared because this looks exactly like the thing on Songbird, just not as big on tech, not as, this is for your cell phone only, but it's the exact same concept. So I started to get a little worried because I'm like, oh my goodness, is it happening? And I had just watched the movie and I'm like, wait, what is this thing? And I looked and it's called Home Soap, high capacity UV sanitizer and charger. I'm scared. I was scared. So I was what like, do, what do you do with it? You sanitize your electronics so that you don't catch anything. And but I what, thought and it charges it. But what is that? So what is it? I didn't I don't get it. It's a big contraption. So you see how big this thing is. It's like a machine. You see the machine, you put your electronics in there and it sanitizes them with like UV rays and it sanitizes your stuff so that you don't have the cooties on your electronics. You're, you're living in 2030 right now. So I, That's what I thought. Like, I thought this was the wildest thing in a care package. I mean, and it's huge. I was like, what? And I just watched the movie. I was like, what? What is this? What's happening? Look at this. Quick and effective, safely achieve 99.99% disinfection disinfection in just 10 minutes by using chemical and heat-free UVC light. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, be scared <laughs> there. I'll be scared to put them in there like, what's going to happen? What happens if you open the door too fast? Are you exposed? <laughs> like, Where you germs go to die. Like, you can put your phone in there? I haven't even opened it because I'm still a little bit mind blown that yeah, this feels like 2030 we're living in. Like, do I really need this? Like, I'm scared. And I saw, and then I Googled it and I saw that the company was doing extremely well. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I, do I need this? You know, that concept has been out for a few years. Uh, the auction that we used to visit used to have ones that were just a little bit bigger than your cell phone. And it was all for washing your cell phone and, and sanitizing it or whatever. Well, boy, have they upgraded and I mean, business is booming. That's awesome though. But I, it, you talking about COVID forever, I was like, please bite your tongue. Bite it. No, I know. And I, I mean, I highly recommend Songbird because it was, it was very interesting. Like every morning, everybody had to do like a government issued temperature check and like they scan your body. And if your check doesn't come out right, then they have people, they send people to your house to remove the infected. It's, it's scary. I'm going to watch that. Now that's something to watch for the weekend. Yes. <laughs> Check out Songbird. And then once you see Songbird and see what I'm holding, it will blow your mind. I mean, technology is rolling. And speaking of technology and rolling, I think somebody has joined social media in the full capacity. Ooh. That's my sister. I mean, welcome to Twitter, Cole. Welcome to this side of Twitter to me. I consider Twitter like a newspaper. I literally, like the news is rolling. I see it on the money right when it happens. I know about it. So I knew that Cole would be a great candidate for Twitter. And so my VP, he started out with Snook and I know y'all seen Snook now. She knows how to use gifts and yeah, I gotta get on everything. That. Like yep. Snook is Snook is a professional in these Twitter streets. So we knew she would because she's an intellectual. Now Cole has joined. She went, did y'all have a clash yet? We sure did. <laughs> yeah, we, we bonded. We bonded. And guess what? He took a walk through Jurassic Park because he was teaching this dinosaur how to use Twitter. <laughs> I walked through Jurassic Park. He came on through. Oh, what was your what was your app of choice originally? You're a Facebooker, right? 
I was a Facebooker. But to be honest, I was only a social media person because of you. I got Twitter because of you. I got Facebook because of you. I had Instagram because of you. So all of my social media experience was because you were on. I think Shay even got these apps because of you. Like we all kind of just was like, She's like, you got to go on here and click this. And we were like, oh, okay. So we got to get these. I apps. tried to. So as you guys can see, I tried to get my family involved in where the world is going. And this was back before social media blew up. But I'm like, honestly, I've gotten plenty of jobs from social media. And I know that might sound crazy to people, but when I just, I get on my little Twitter fingers and I tweet about whatever's on my mind or if I'm live tweeting or if I'm doing whatever, that's like your platform. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I know it's, people think, oh, it's just social media. But when I tell you social media is your new age resume, co companies want to see what kind of value you can bring. What kind of presence do you have on the internet? Actors and actresses are getting hired because of their presence. And I mean, like new ones starting out influencers, as you see crossing over, they were doing skits on Instagram. Now you turn around, you'd be like, wait a minute, is that? And you look and yes, that's that influencer that you saw doing skits on Instagram are now acting in your real live TV set show. Huh? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. On Netflix? Oh yeah. And if anybody, I, I, think we, I think we already talked about it too. Uh, but if anyone doubts social media, like a YouTuber is fighting the greatest boxer of all, or one of the greatest boxers of all. Oh my gosh. That's a media. good example. <laughs> 20 million followers on social media can pretty much buy you anything even a ticket to fight the greatest fighter of all time and i mean it's not really up for debate that's i mean if you think about it this is a sport and a sporting event and the fact that you might not be qualified as far as sports are concerned didn't even matter nope. he had 20 million followers and that's all that mattered and they wanted to see it maybe lavar well, well, michael jordan will happen one day <laughs> well you know what i think we should do uh so those are the platforms that are out there as far as social media now, maybe for the whatever age group. But I think we need to drop down one and get into TikTok and let us do it. Let's do a TikTok video. What you trying to do? Renegade, renegade. What you trying to do? We can get a part of that silhouette challenge. Oh, my goodness. Bust it, bust it. Oh, bust it. Yeah. What you trying to do, Snookabucka? Oh, I don't know. I just think we could probably get together and do something. I've seen uh, some what, snippets of interesting stuff on there. Yeah. There's a new ah. channel. That's a, that's a whole new TikTok world. Every day. Yeah. Snookabooka, do you know anything yeah. about this silhouette challenge? Oh, no. Don't tell you. Don't say it. Ooh. It has a little something to do with Paul's favorite artist, Nelly. What? No, um, awesome. Let me find that. What song is that? That's a real song. I actually. No, it's not the soul. That one is a busted one. Oh, the bus it. Okay, let me. It, it, it's like people busting it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the drop down. Hey, bus it. Bus it. Oh, man. Nelly no, has been, made. It must have been audience. wild in that household with three girls, huh? <laughs> That's a whole new audience we could bust into. <laughs> <laughs> all right we might have to bust it challenge and bust into a new audience everybody got bad knees y'all better watch the knees <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I don't, know, I don't know how ron did it with you guys 
Oh, it was it was turned up in that house. I'm gonna tell you that because back in the day, I can remember the brick house. Call what you want to know about the the brick house. Yes, and then Dad would get man. We'd be in the dance, and he would just leave the room. Oh, girls, listen. You know, actually, actually, do you know like that video you put up? Like, I think your first YouTube video like kind of went viral. Whose? Yours. What oh, do you mean? What oh, was it? It's you guys dancing. Oh yeah, with you and uh, Shayla. And oh, what were we dancing to? It's like an old one. It was what the dinosaur heads. heads. The yeah. head. Oh, oh yeah, what song? Y'all go check that. Actually, we might need to play it. We're gonna play it then. Look, check it out then because that. Yeah, we did do that. We dance every holiday though. That's what our family does. We. Dance. dance and that time i was dancing with my little niecey poo and my nephew yeah, yeah i like that i like it okay so one other thing i wanted to ask you guys about have y'all any of y'all been to the clubhouse no isn't that the, the platform you just go in there and start talking to people <laughs> talking about now, now look i got on twitter <laughs> i'm on twitter and i'm still trying to figure out how to do my gifts and tweet but no Cole actually had Twitter before me. Oh, when did you join? 2009. I was in 2009. Oh, catch up, VP. What's good? So, I mean, the new thing is the clubhouse. And I I mean, like, I'm on the, like, I have an account on the clubhouse. But oh, it's just clubhouse. Can you be anonymous? <laughs> clubhouse. Oh, that's a good question. Can you be anonymous? Yeah, you can. I'm sure yeah, just change you your name. Fake name. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to put your real name. You can put, you know. But I mean, what you trying to say that you don't want people to know that you're saying? Well, there, there's a lot I could say. Oh, Lord. Snookabooker going to create a finsta. What is it called for a clubhouse? A fake clubhouse? A flubhouse? Snookabooker is going to create a flubhouse. <laughs> What'd you say, Ma? Like catfishing. Catfishing <laughs> <laughs> the clubhouse. I'm dead. So this is what it's like talking about social media to people that aren't really into social media. And it's crazy because now social media, I mean, everybody got to get a little bit into it because that's how we connect to people. So listen, I, Cole is going to continue to learn. Snookabooka might continue to learn. We might hit up the busted challenge. Silhouette's a little bit too risque for us, but Cole's knees might be okay. I played in the WNBA for 11 years, so mine ain't okay. But Cole might have to bust it for remotely Renee, okay? <laughs> Don't put me out there like that. Your nephews would die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so now every week we give out roses. And we give out roses to people killing it in the community. But now we have people that we need to be giving roses to, giving roses to other people. And one of those people that we have this week giving roses is Taylor Barfield. And Taylor, what up, Taylor? Thank you for joining us here. Taylor is teaches at Community College of Baltimore County and Notre Dame of Maryland University. Taylor, thank you for joining me and the Two Lit crew on Remotely Renee. Thank you for having me, everyone. I'm so happy to see you all. I love this show. So this has been fun. Yes. And Taylor, just tell me about it. Like, what has it been like teaching during this climate of everything having to be virtual? What is the, what has the feeling been like? It has been absolutely crazy. So everything has absolutely been flipped upside down. The way that you teach has had to shift. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a professor at college. So a lot of the classes that I taught required a hands-on approach and an in-person approach. So I've been 
over the past year, just totally shifting the way I do things. Man, so what do you teach? I teach uh, video production. I teach um, technology management. I teach another communications media course. And I teach financial literacy. Girl, you better you teach. There's some reasons you better teach the kids <laughs> everything they need to know. We have another professor sitting here, my snooker booker, which is my mom. She was a college professor for 30 plus years. So we got some knowledge on the panel today. Okay. And are y'all ready? Do y'all have y'all's notepads? Just a friendly reminder of what's going down. VP has two, Snook has two, Cole has a big fat goose egg, big mommy, that's me. I have one, just so we're clear on what's going on. Y'all got y'all's notepads. I'm just gonna- I'm ready, I'm ready this week, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm you ready? ready. Yes. Cole ain't won one yet, Taylor, so- I'm ready. Go ahead, Taylor. All right, all right, so. What you got for us? All right, so at age 27, she was uh-huh. featured on Forbes, 30 under 30 list for entertainment. Ooh. Okay. What are y'all writing? Oh. Did you say a year or not? <laughs> At 27. She uh, really. Oprah, 27. She's guessing already. <laughs> what does that say, Cole? Marseille. What's her name? Marseille? The, the, uh, Marseille, the girl who plays in all the movies who wrote her own screenplays. Uh, can't think her name. I think her well, name uh, doesn't count if you can't. Don't be giving her help, Taylor. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Is any of those is Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, or Marson, whatever Cole said? Mar-Sai. A, that girl are either of those answers correct? Thank no. you. Let's move <laughs> on to hint number two. Snook a book of this just guess till you get it right, gang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number two, she's from California, but she is of Senegalese descent. Oh my gosh. Oh, let's see here. She's from California. This is tough. Oh, okay, hitting. I like this. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Look at Snug. Hit, hit number three. <laughs> hit number three. One of her specialties in writing comes from turning awkward situations into comedy. Oh, I got it. I know who it is. Bomb, give me one. Am I supposed to say it now? <laughs> Is it right? You get it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes! I love Issa Ray. You better. It's a three way tie. Don't look now. Two to two to two. And I already thought it was her from the second one. I had a feeling. I had a good feeling. Please tell us the rest of the hints because we need to know all about Issa Ray. I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Come on, Issa. Let's see what you got. So number four would have been, some people may feel a bit insecure from time to time, but this woman has owned that to become a cover girl. Oh, she's a cover girl? She's a cover girl. Go Issa! (laughs) Hit number five would have been, she famously said she's rooting for everybody black. Oh, you better! I know her! I'm telling you. Shouts to Issa Rae. And I just want to, and since you said that, I want to add a little bit more on there. Uh, Issa, girl, you better. I mean, she's killing it. One thing that I found out about her that was so dope, so she already had 
the series that we know as Insecure, I think it was called some, what was it called before that? Does anybody know? It's Black Girl something. Um, Awkward Black Girl. Awkward Black Girl. And when Showtime came to her, was HBO, whichever show she's on. But when they came to her, she negotiated under her own terms. You hear me? She said, I'm going to do my show how I want to do it. I'm going to hire out the talent. I'm going to make sure that I'm in control of production. And like she brought her show to the big stage. And the reason I say that's not normal. I don't know if you guys know, but that's not normal at all for like you to be able to negotiate your own terms on such a big like stage. But Issa Rae did that. Oh my goodness. That is like, I'm so here for that answer. I mean, for that guess, I, that was a good one. Does anybody else have any nuggets for Issa Rae as we give her? Look, these are for you too, Taylor. These are for you, Taylor, for being a professor teaching. We have to give shouts to the professors, the teachers, because I know it's not easy right now. So for all of you guys, roses, roses, roses. What else y'all know about Issa Rae? Because I'm, I'm gonna say this. Thank you for trying to help me out, Taylor. I saw you trying to. Help. <laughs> I had been watching and I was like, oh no, like she has to get something. (laughs) (laughs) Paul didn't even have any guesses. That's I would have never got that one. I knew it. I knew it after hint number two. It was like in me. And then right when you said that, I'm like, okay. If that's and listen. Speaking of people, I would love to have Issa Rae, if you are watching this by any chance, would love to have you on the pod, would love to work with you. I think you're hilarious, and I don't think a lot of people are hilarious, and you are hilarious. So just thought I would say that in case she kind of happens to see this show. Why not? (laughs) I mean, really, but Taylor, oh my gosh, thank you. And Taylor, I would like to just talk to you a little bit more because you said something about Baltimore. My sister Cole is over there. My sister Cole is over there in Baltimore. So is everything good your way? I mean, we know Texas got, we were talking earlier about Texas getting hit hard. You know, what's it like? Are you snowed in? What's going on over there? You know, I feel like ever since Beyonce announced Ivy Park's new job. It's been snowing and I just think their marketing team is crazy. I don't I don't know what kind of budget they have, but oh it has God. been snowing nonstop. <laughs> like best marketing in the business. It won't go Listen, away. Listen, those boxes, I'm glad you brought that up because Paul didn't put that on our scoreboard, okay? Beyonce has been sending out these Ivy Park care packages and the who's who got them people have been rocking their outfits i saw jamel hill carry champion along with all kinds of other influencers a little yachty one no you did not yeah you got the shoes and the ice and then he dropped it in his driveway i mean the men is getting little drops in their mailboxes i didn't get an ivy park box i mean what who i gotta talk to because those are lit i would do the silhouette challenge for them Ivy Park buses, okay? <laughs> what I gotta do? I gotta bust it. What y'all need me to do? What kind of challenge do I gotta enter to get me an Ivy Park box, huh? Does anybody know? I wish I, I knew. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> bust it, bust it, listen. I'm going to tell you right now, if I got to do the silhouette challenge, I'm just going to have to do the silhouette challenge. Beyonce, holla at me. Maybe I might. I got information. Okay. I was one of the people. 
Oh, Taylor, thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by. I love it. Nice I love when we have you. people that are doing big nice things, doing, come on the pod and tell us about other people doing big things. So Taylor, thank you for joining me and my two lit crew on Remotely Renee. <laughs> thank you for having me. That was awesome. Asa Ray. All right, so that was dope. I love the conversations we're having. Shouts to Issa Rae. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Shouts to Issa Rae, man, and everything she's doing. Roses, roses, roses. And that's all we have this week on Remotely Renee, where we connect while being remote. This is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.